Hello, and welcome back to Battle Plan, a podcast focused on spiritual warfare. I am Steve Hemphill, and Battle Plan is an ongoing discussion of how we put our faith into action. So our website is active-faith.org. My email is stevehemphill1 at me.com. I'd love to hear from you and hear your stories or your questions. Last time, we discussed how her grandson was being controlled by demons. Today, we're going to ask, can Scripture increase corn production? Now, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? Can Scripture increase corn production? Genesis 4, verse 12, NLT, says, No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you'll be a homeless wanderer on the earth. Genesis 26, verse 12, NLC says, when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted, for the Lord blessed him. Malachi 3, verse 11 says, your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they're ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. James 5, verse 18, NLT says, Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain, and the earth began to yield its crops. When he prayed again, the earth began to yield its crops. Interesting that when he prayed again, the earth began to yield its crops. So good crop yield or poor crop yield is dependent on the support of the Lord. It's dependent on the word of the Lord. I never noticed this before a real life story happened. I have a friend who's been a missionary for decades in Africa, and he is very good friends with uh, uh, one village chief's son, the son of the village chief there. And there's a constant need for more corn to feed people in that part of the world. And so my friend Mark, uh, along with the chief's son, bought a few acres. I can't remember if it was five acres or 10 acres, seven acres, a few acres to plant corn just to help feed people. That was his reason for buying the land. He used some of his missionary support money to buy land to help feed people. And it will be used in future years for that. And um, when Mark uh, made this uh, 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 land ready for planting, he and his friend cleared the land. And many times in other countries, when the when the locals clear the land, they call the local shaman or witch doctor to come bless the land before they plant the first crop. That's very common. But but they're sprinkling animal blood, and these guys are cursing the land, and the Christians don't even realize it. Well, Mark was aware of this problem. So instead of asking a witch doctor to come, a shaman to come bless the land, he he said, let's take some Bible verses on tent stakes and stake the land. And they did that. And when the crops came in, his yield was way above, like 10 times more than the other area farmers had a yield per acre. And the other farmers were so, they noticed that and they came to Mark and his his friend, the chief's son, and said, what did you do that we didn't do? What did you do that caused your crop yield? You got the same rain, you got the same sunshine. What did you do? 
So he told them what he did. He asked God to bless the land and put his word on the corners of the property with the stakes. All I can tell you is God's word is still powerful. So in light of today's thoughts, let me suggest part of your personal battle plan might be to stake the things that you are in charge of and ask them to be more productive for God and for you. Maybe you could pray like this, Lord, bless the land I'm using to make a living. Protect the land I'm working to make a difference in the world today. And I'll give you a tithe of it too. See you next time on Battle Plan, where we're going to say, we're going to ask the question, are demons around the world real? And let me just remind you to keep praying because prayer works. God loves you and I love you. Have a great day.